Warning, this mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, some minor spoilers, creepy thoughts, kooky songs, mysterious guest appearances, and ooky comments. Listener discretion is advised. Sparkin' Mini Movie Review, The Addams Family 2019. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Mini Movie Review, Sparkin's podcast where we talk about new films and give you a basic overview. It's not one of our typical motion picture reviews, but we get there. This is your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, what's up? Hey, I'm Greta. Yes, and remember, if you want to listen to any of our other episodes, you can check them out at www.spirakin.com. That's S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and several other stations. Just look up Spirakin. I guarantee you'll find us. You can also email us at spirakin.gmail.com and follow us on Instagram. So let's get to it, shall we? Because we're actually reviewing a new children's film. That is a bit cute, a little... It's October-y. Yes, october um, Now, usually we go through a whole thing of reading off all of the information about the, the story, and then we tell you about it, but this film, unfortunately, we can't do that because it's a very storied history. This is based on a property that came out 80 years ago. Well, 81 years ago. We're talking about the one, the only... The Adams Family. Yes, the latest film in the Addams Family franchise. Now, before we get into the movie, we're going to give you a little bit of background history. So, The Addams Family was a series that was based on a single-frame comic that was written in the New Yorker by Charles Adams back, like we said, 1938. And it was adapted several times. There was a TV show in 64. There was a cartoon series that was around in the 70s. Then, in the 90s, there was two films... So that came out that starred Raul Julia, rest in peace, and Angelica Houston. You also had several other films that were done. There was a straight to DVD, sorry, straight to movie DVD that had Tim Curry and Daryl Hannah. There's a spin-off TV show, and then there's a cartoon series as well. And finally, let's not forget that one that only the live action musical that had Nathan Lane and Bebe Newworth as Morticia and Gomez, and that actually was nominated for two Tonys and eight Drama Desk Awards. And this is a very popular series which focuses on... The family dynamic of a very weird family. And as we said, the head of the family is Gomez Adams and his lovely wife Morticia, who have relationship goals. They're totally relationship goals. They have a a solid... Marriage, they're they're affectionate physically. They're they created a great family. I mean, 
They're they're they keep great. it live, so to speak. And they're the so dead. weird. They're not dead. We don't we don't know if they're dead or alive. We don't really know, but it's just they're a great that line is blurred, but it is it's like a It's just their relationship is still amazing. Also, you have with them their two children. You have uh Wednesday and Pugsley. The, the their age depends on what series you follow. Sometimes Pugsley's older, sometimes Wednesday's older. But Pugsley is their young, rambunctious son who's obsessed with explosives. A little rotund. And then you have Wednesday, the goth chick who takes after her mother. I think that's like what goth chicks inspire to be. Yes. She's not... She's just very calm, very orderly. Would be a sociopath. Total sociopath. Yes. You also have, let's not forget... Uncle Fester, who's Gomez's brother, who is able to light light bulbs with his mouth, and depending on the series, a little koopy. Doesn't then have hair. You have Grandmama, who, depending on the series, is either Gomez's mother or it's Morticia's mother, depending. But she's just this witch. She's just a straight-up witch, let's be honest. There's Cousin It. Yes. Uh, we can't forget Thing, though. Thing, the mm. hand man who is literally just a hand. And Cousin It, the furry one who doesn't speak, it speaks and squeaks and pops, but is apparently a ladies' man. But everybody else can knows what he's saying. Yes. And it's just, it's following... And then there's, there's... Lurch. Lurch. Who is the butler and... And an organist or pianist. And you have well. a lot of other Adams that show up, and then generally... They have people that react to the Adams family's dynamic, depending on the series. They're people who want to throw them out, or the people who want to befriend them, or they're people who are just interested in them for their money because they're wealthy, even though they're weird. Mm-hmm. So this adaptation, which is I think the eighth or ninth adaptation, was directed by Conrad Vernon and Greg Tiernan, and it's got a great voice cast. We've got Oscar Isaac from Star Wars, Poe Dameron, playing Gomez Adams. You have Charlize Theron, who's been in several movies, from Longshot to Anne Flux to... Like, everything. She's in, like, everything. everything. Is Morticia. You have Chloe Grace Moretz from Carrie, and more importantly, kick-ass hit girl, is Wednesday. She made a great Wednesday. You had Finn Wolfhart from Stranger Things and from It... Playing Pugsley, and he does a very interesting job as Pugsley. He has a pretty big role. You have Nick Kroll, who, if you haven't heard his voice or seen him, he's generally that douchey character in the background. I know him from things like Big Mouth and Sausage Party. He's just that asshole, really. And so he's playing Uncle Fester. Uh, You have Bette Midler, great Bette Midler from such great films as... I mean, what is Bette Midler not in? I Since it's October, she's in... Hocus Pocus. Yes. And she plays Grandmama. You have... Um, she plays a crazy Grandmama. You have Allison Janney, who... If you've seen Hairspray, she played the crazy mother. She's that really tall, thin lady who's just annoying and kind of bitchy. She is playing the Margot, the... a home home and garden uh network fixer upper lady she's a house flipper she'll take your house and fix it she's maybe the film's antagonist and then surprisingly two people who i'm surprised are in the movie martin short is in this as grandpa frump 
And then Catherine O'Hare is in this as Grandma Frump. Did we also mention that Snoop Dogg is Cousin It? Oh yeah, Snoop Dogg is Cousin It, and Cousin It has a car that says Cousin. That was like, oh my gosh, that was the best little Snoop Dogg. Oh, him with his pimp cane? Like the car driving up. Oh, loved it. (laughs) Yes. So this is a very interesting film. Because, and I hate to use interesting, but it is. Because first off, it opens up with an explanation of how Gomez and Morticia got married and how they started the family. In a very PG sort of way, not sexy way, but like literally just them, how they moved to their location, how they met Lurch. And it starts to film off with them and their family. And then... Which things... I actually... Like, that was really sweet and really cute. I think overall, the film felt really... Like a starter film. Yes. It's a kids. This They watered this down for kids. They did. And let's get to it. So the, the whole premise is that uh, the town discovers that Adams exists and the town is trying to do a renovation. And now it's either Adams get with the program and fix up and join the group or Adams get the hell out. And while this is going on, there's a bunch of other story arcs, including you have Pugsley having his uh, saber, essentially his, coming, his Adams coming of age tradition bat mitzvah and you have wednesday going to junior high mm-hmm. and socializing from being in as she says rebelling cage pool, yes and this film starts out really strong when it introduces gomez and morticia and the other adams it does a great job of showing them like they're weird they own that they're weird but they never do anything to antagonize anyone else they're not weird to anybody else. They're not mean or malicious. They're just living their weird everyday lives, and everybody turns on them. And they don't understand why everyone's trying to throw them out, but they said, well, we'll go somewhere where no one will bother us, and that's kind of fun. That's one of the first funny gags. They meet Lurch and find their home, which is a very clever scene to explain who Lurch is, because you never oh. really knew who Lurch is. He, he was always just like the man of mystery. He was a very deep, scary voice. And this one explains it, who he is. Uh, from there, it goes into the situation of introducing Margot. And then from there, the movie kind of... Takes off. Takes off or devolves. It starts out strong and starts to kind of slow up, in my opinion. It gets a little... I mean, it was it was cute. It's a good it film a for kids. And I hate using good. It's a... But that's what it is. It's good. It's not great. It's not amazing. It's not the best things in sliced bread. It's not uh, kooky and creepy. It's just okay. There's some very great moments in it, but overall the story gets kind of stagnant and a lot of characters that you'd be more interested in get left behind for a plot which honestly feels kind of half-ass, in my opinion. I really liked the the overall like theme the moral of the story, if you will. The Adams family was really cute. I like, I love the house. I love the intro about how they get together, how they find their home, how they live their life. I think that that was done really well. But for them wanting to be their message, overall message of being different but is good. it could good. have been scarier. It could have been... It. This is like a lot of other things we've seen. It's very recycled and it should have owned its, its weirdness and it didn't. It was playing it safe. But like I said, it's a good starter movie for kids. Like, this is a family-friendly, 
And then mom and dad can watch the rest of the Adams Family movies or the other movies. And then maybe when you get a little bit older, you can watch one of the other billion films or TV shows that have been made. Now, as it felt very cute. That's just it. It did feel just, if it was cute, it was okay. There's one cringeworthy worth, and that has to probably deal with the voice cast themselves. Now, going with the actors, Charlie Theron, Chloe Merez, Finn Wolfhart, Bette Midler, Allison Jenny, they do amazing jobs in this. They do great jobs in this. I loved how Morticia was uh, being a mom in crisis. I liked how Chloe Morez was the rebellious kid. Finn Wolfhart, he was being kind of like little brother who's a little stupid. was fine. Uh, Grandmama was that mother who's trying to intrude into... Like Bette Midler. You can't not be Bette Midler. Meddling grandmother. And Allison Jenny is that villain who's there, who's trying to be sweet and nice, but she's not showing her real self. And when she shows her real self, she does that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the two other male leads, Nick Kroll and Oscar Isaacs. I mean, Oscar Isaacs, he is supposed to be the patriarch, the leader of the Adams family. And I think the voice was good. I think... You know, it was missing a little of the overly... Affectionate. uh, Totally. Overly affectionate. I think you hit it on the head when we were talking after the movie. I think it's... um, What's-his-name would have been a really good choice. Yes. um, Unfortunately, you can't be as good as Raul Julia. Raul Julia was was one of a kind. He passed away. And Oscar Isaac is an okay possibility. However, um, let me check the actor's name quick. You're going to hear me typing for a moment, folks. Also, the town person. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no. Eugene. Uh, Eugenio Derbez, Maximo from How to Be a Latin Lover. Uh, he was also in the remake of Overboard. He would have been an amazing Gomez, I think. Yes. That Latin charm that I think would have conveyed a little better than Oscar Isaacs, who's also Spanish, but it just it se- did not seem as watered down. It, it seemed it's it seemed like there was opportunity to be more. Just, I don't know, it just did not come across as affectionate, as charming as he could be. He was kind of charming, but he was kind of like, yeah, honey, trust me, you gotta just believe me, it wasn't... He was a little goofy. He was goofy, but he wasn't as suave as he could have been as, you know, like... And Gomez is... Like, yes, the old Gomez was, like, slumpy looking, but he's... Crazy, but smooth. He could sell you on an insane idea. This one seemed unsure of himself. passionate about it. Yeah. So, Oscar Isaacs, he might do, but he was all right. He did an okay job. Not a mediocre job. He did, a, he did a above average job. It just could have been better. Nick Kroll, on the other hand, he tanked it completely because Nick Kroll, I don't know why they picked him. He, he's he got that squeaky voice, which just... It's annoying. It didn't fit. It, it felt like it didn't fit. It felt just uncomfortable. It just... What was the... The person's name, she she had the show, she was the one cleaning up all the houses. Mar- uh, Margot by uh, Allison Jan- Janney's character. I feel like, you know who else could have voiced that was the lesbian coach. Oh, Jane Jane Lynch, yes. Yes. So, they would have could have been redone, but Nick Kroll, I think, was the weak link. I really do. I didn't like how he did I still think it. he did a good job. It's just, I, I wanted something different out of Gomez. No, this he was no. This is Vester. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. This is Fester. Yeah. No, Fester, you can't. It's just Fester, it's, he's an integral part, and they just kind of shoehorned him in, which I didn't like that he was just kind of like, oh, I'm here for this. And then he had a couple of one-line gags, and then poof. Like, maybe if they gave him more to deal with, and also, if he tried something a little different. He, he tried to change it to not be one of his big mouth voices. Because it sounded a little like a little like one of the teens from Big Mouth mixed with Maurice, the hormone monster, but not as fun as Maurice. Mm. Like, I don't like Big Mouth too much, but Maurice is a fun character. Like, it, this one didn't seem fun. It just seemed kind of like, eh, I'm here. I'm doing this for a paycheck. Would have liked a little more. I think, I, I think they all did a really good job. I think that... I'm not going to say anything negative about, like, script writers or anything like that. I think everybody did a really great job. It's just it was Adam's family for kids. Yes. And speaking of which... uh, Like, it didn't feel PG-rated. It felt G. Yes. It did feel G-rated. But, surprisingly, it made an absurd amount of money this weekend. And because it made so much money, they already decided to do a sequel for October 22nd, 2021. Which is pretty cool. They got the sequel greenlit already. Totally. And I hope that they fix this a little bit and make it sound a little better. So, even though we don't usually give ratings for our mini-reviews, honestly, this is worth having on in the background while surfing the internet for anything. Just looking for anything at this point. I say family-friendly. Have it on when anyone comes over. It's, it's like, there's scenes that are great, but the overall movie is not worth watching a whole thing or paying a full price for. It's not. It's totally not worth watching once. Just have it on the background. There are a couple good scenes. Look at them on YouTube. I thought it was pretty cute. I mean, I sat there and watched the whole thing and really enjoyed it. So, I would have it on, again, for any of the family coming over. Yeah. So, guess that's it for this episode. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. If you disagree with us, email us, spyrkin at gmail.com, or me personally, it's Zan, that's X-A-N, at spyrkin.com. Or tweet, tweet us on Twitter, at Spirekin. Let us know if you disagree or agree with us with this statement about the Adams Family. I'm kind of... If you thought it was worse or better than the originals, it still can't stand to the 90s films, I don't think. I think those set too high of a bar, I think. Is it also... Are we being too hard because we're older? I've heard some of the kids who were like, watching with us did not then, like it either. Like, yeah, the but, kid behind it didn't like it. But yeah. because we've seen the 90s ones? Eh, maybe. I do I do agree, though. Snoop Dogg was awesome. I mean, oh, he, Snoop Dogg. Just, I think, hands down, was the best. It's just because it's a doobie scooby doobie. Just, In the uh, random universe that Snoop Dogg listens to this podcast, like, hats off. Hats off to you, man. Good job. And and bring that little bit of gangsta was nice. Anyway. Nice so, car. For that in mind, uh, this is Zan. And Greta. We're Gonsville. We'll catch you guys next time. Check out our other podcasts on this site and see ya.